everyone, and welcome to the It Just Works podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. I hope all of you out there are doing fantastic. You know, I hope you're having a great week. I hope you've been doing well. Hope you've been playing a lot of games or enjoying, you know, some pop culture media such as the Halo TV show, Moon Knight. I mean, there's there's a ton of stuff to consume out there. Uh, I just want to say thank you so much for continuing your support on the show. Uh, I've been streaming a lot more since I got the Xbox Series X, and it just seems to be doing a direct stream very well, so the quality is pretty decent. Um, so be sure to check out my Twitch channel. So it's twitch.tv backslash it just works podcast. And I, I do plan on streaming a lot more. Uh, it's been a lot of fun and I have some things in the works, so hopefully they come out pretty well with scheduling. So you're not going to want to miss that. Go follow my Twitch. Uh, be sure to follow me on Instagram and just, you know, thank you guys so much, but, uh, we have a lot of, we have a lot to talk about today. So we have some, uh, key news updates and then a update to Halo MCC. And I want to go ahead and dive into that because I think it's an, an amazing update, especially if you're a fan of the flood like myself, uh, and then also Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. So as I said, there's a, a lot to get through today. So let's go ahead and get into it. I've been really enjoying doing these episodes where I just kind of surf the web and read some articles for you. So I think the first one I want to talk about, and it's not a franchise I'm necessarily a fan of, but I'm sure a ton of you out there are, and is Kingdom Hearts 4 was announced and the trailer, it looks cool. Um, I don't really know what's going on. It just looks cool. Uh, but the news came as part of the 20th anniversary celebration and Kingdom Hearts 4 kicks off a new storyline for the franchise, the Lost Master Arc, Sora returns, though as you'll see in the trailer and screenshots, he's sporting a new look. He does look uh, uh, different and uh, the trailer showcases some brief glimpses of gameplay as Sora squares off against a giant shadow monster in the middle of a city street. This new location is Quadra Quadratum. Uh, which Square Enix describes as a large, expansive city set in a gorgeous, realistic world unlike anything we've ever seen before in Kingdom Hearts. No further details were shared on the city or the overall gameplay or story. Donald, Donald and Goofy both return in Kingdom Hearts 4 and a new mysterious new character named Stritzelizia, I, I definitely butchered that, will also be introduced. There's no word on what platforms the Kingdom Hearts Forts will be available for. Although Kingdom Hearts 3 was eventually released for PC, Xbox One, PS4, and Nintendo Switch, with the latter being a cloud streaming version. Likewise, there's also no release date. So it is very early in uh, development, or at least in terms of like, you know, releasing information. But I think it is cool that fans got a trailer. Uh, but I've seen a ton of people, you know, shout out to Aaron. He said it in our disc or our, our chat. Um, Looks like you might be waiting another 20 years for this, uh, according to him. <laughs> um, I don't I don't know the difference between or I don't know the, the length between Kingdom Hearts 2 and 3, um, but it seems like it must have been a while. So I, I think this is great for those fans. Um, at least, you know, a new game's coming. Uh, it does suck if it does take like 10 years, though. I mean, or or more. That is a little little bit much. So hopefully uh Hopefully they don't take a decade or more to release this game. Uh, I'm excited for those fans. Uh, Kingdom Hearts has a very, very dedicated fan base and, you know, probably rightfully so. Like, I, I mean, I hear nothing but good things about the games. It just, it's just not for me, um, but I'm excited to see what happens there for the fans. And then uh, moving on, we have Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. I don't remember if I talked about this and I probably could have looked at my episode, but I don't remember uh, Breath of the Wild 2 has a delayed release date. Um, so now instead of coming out this year, which was probably going to be the holiday of this year, uh, it will now be coming out 
spring next year. And, uh, oh, I guess I did talk about the legend. No, I talked about, uh, Ocarina of Time. I hope you guys enjoyed that retro game, uh, conversation. I just realized I haven't played it at all in the last week and a half, but, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that. But Nintendo confirms the next Zelda game won't launch on time. The original 22, the 2022 window, uh, is gone. It's out the window. And instead, uh, the game has been given a spring 2023 release window. Um, you know, uh, IG Anuma, I, Ayunuma says, uh, for those of you who have been looking forward to the release this year, we apologize. The adventure in the sequel will take place not just on the ground, as in the previous game, but also in the skies. However, the expanded world goes beyond that. There will be there will be an even wider variety of features you can enjoy, including new encounters and gameplay elements. Uh so the delay was next necessary to make sure the game's experience is something special for players. The entire development team is continuing to work diligently on this game. Uh, that's, that's fantastic. De- uh, delay it. Just, just let it release in a good state, uh, content, you know, feature complete, uh, breath of the wild one was amazing. So I cannot wait to see what happens in the sequel, because I think, I think the story they told in breath of the wild was incredible. I really enjoyed the ending. I like the idea of Zelda already being around in this game, but from trailers, we don't, you know, it looks like she's already kidnapped again or imprisoned. I don't know. We'll have to see how it plays out, but I I am excited to see where they go with it. I think uh, there's a lot of potential for this game to be just phenomenal. Um, Hopefully they release a more powerful switch too. So I I think that's why I'm excited for the delay. I still really want, um, a better and more powerful switch to, to run this game. You know, I, I think this game needs to be a little bit more of a technical achievement. Um, so we're really just gonna have to wait and see, you know, be patient, just, you know, see how it all plays out. But I, I think it's going to benefit us fans quite a bit. So I'm looking forward to that. And then uh, breath of the wild was a launch title for the switch in 2017 and also released on the Wii U in the same time. Uh, and then it went on to sell 25.8 million copies worldwide as of December 31st, 2021, making it one of the most, one of the best switch selling games ever. Uh, it's, it's a fantastic game. I was playing it, I think like three months ago or now a month ago, and I was doing trials of the sword, just trying to power up my master sword on my playthrough. I think I've already beat the game th- two or three times. So on this playthrough, I beat it again, but now I'm just doing, you know, post game content or just, just trying to explore the rest of the world a little bit more. Um, so yeah, uh, breath of the wild's great. And I, I can't wait to see where we go from here. Next up is a game I wish I've played. And I, I do hope in the future I get to play it. Maybe, maybe soon. Um, I don't want to wait too long, but ghost of Tsushima, uh, movie locks in writer Takahashi Dosher. Dashir, I don't know how you pronounce that. Uh, screenwriter Takahashi uh, from Only and Hear Us has been tapped to write the film adaption of the 2020 Sony video game Ghost of Tsushima, according to Deadline. So um, it was also announced back in 2021. John Wick's Chad Stalhesky will direct. I am. I feel like I'm butchering names today. Sorry. Um, so yeah, uh, they're making a Ghost of Tsushima movie. Um, I didn't watch the Uncharted movie. I just, I just had no interest at all in watching it. Um, they're making a last of us TV show with HBO with Pedro Pascal. So, uh, just going to have to see how these, um, productions go. I mean, I'm, I'll watch Uncharted when it's on like HBO max or something, but, uh, Ghost of Tsushima looked like such an incredible game. I can't wait to see, you know, you know how this movie plays out. Um, so yeah. 
Uh, we will have to see, but it looks like uh, one more thing. Unspecified developers at Sucker Punch, the studio behind Ghost of Tsushima game, will serve as executive producers on the movie. So that's fantastic, you know? Like, um, maybe, maybe the director or writers just don't have time to complete every little thing in the game, so why not have the developers, um, you know, consult these guys on what they what they want to put in the movie? So, cool. More power to them. Um, just real quick before we jump into... A couple things for Halo. Uh, well, before I jump into the Halo MCC update, um, Halo Infinite is now 20 bucks. as you guys are listening to this on the Wednesday, uh, April 13th. Uh, it's 20 bucks at Best Buy, and you can actually get the Steelbook as well. Um, definitely go check it out, because uh, I think the campaign is definitely worth 20 bucks if you haven't played it yet. Uh, also, Halo Infinite co-developer uh, Certain Affinity has some new and exciting news uh, for work. So they are hiring people, and they, can, they uh, Certain Affinity has confirmed that it's deepening its relationship with 343 and is evolving Halo Infinite in quote unquote in quotes new and exciting ways. And they have a ton of openings right now uh, in Austin, and then it looks like Canada. But it's making a new game mode for Halo Infinite that could be inspired by Battle Royale. And I think it is. I think it's going to be like like Warzone plus like what Battlefield does with their massive game modes and just like combines the best of everything in the in the gaming industry. And I think if anyone can do it right now with like just the vehicles and, the, you know, just the sandbox, I think it's Halo. Like I think Halo Infinite has probably my favorite you know, it's not probably, it is my favorite FPS gameplay right now. I think, uh, you know, utilizing Zeta Halo for this type of game mode would just be incredible. And I really can't wait to see what they do. I really hope it delivers. I'm excited for season two, with, you know, with the armor customization, the new game modes coming out. Like, I think it just sucks that I have to say this, but like, yeah, in a year, I think Halo Infinite is going to be a really solid game, even though I, I mean, I already like it now, but I mean like for just the casual fan or streamer or big name who wants to jump back into the game, I think in a year, a lot of people are going to really appreciate this game. So we'll have to see how that plays out. Um, it's pretty much all I got today. You know, there's a lot of spring deals on Xbox. I'm not going to read them, but a lot of games are on sale right now on Xbox. So, uh, yeah, check those out. And then, uh, let's move on to the update for halo MCC. Um, let me go ahead and read this. Uh, we've got some unfinished business. Last year, we announced the Halo Master Chief Collection would move away from seasonal updates following the re- release of Season 8 Mythic, but by no means were we done with this legacy project. The publishing team at 343 Industries is dedicated to helping build and maintain the MCC, uh, and, over, well, and over the last few years, they have worked tirelessly to fix pesky bugs, release new legacy-focused updates, bring the collection to PC, and deliver all new content alongside fan-requested features. With many of those goals accomplished, we have set to work on maintaining and wrapping up some of the plans we didn't quite finish last year. So let's dive right into the feature of MCC for 2022. Today's update, ODST Fireflight, Floodfight, in Halo 3 ODST, we've done more than just add the Flood to Firefight. To support this fan-favorite mode, we've at, we've made numerous numerous excuse me networking improvements which benefit Firefight across the board. We've also fixed several issues with enemies getting stuck or not seeking out the player properly. Um, that's not true. Um, it's not completely fixed. Unfortunately, I ran into it. I think my second game mode, or I'm sorry, my second match on um, Last Stand... Uh, it's the very final map for o- the ODST campaign, which is a firefight map. Um, 
the Sentinels got stuck on a garage door on the right. So make sure you're checking those garage doors. Um, unfortunately, it's not entirely fixed, which was one of the main issues with, um, you know, uh, this game mode when they when I previewed it before season eight came out. So that was a while ago now, but it looks like it's not completely fixed. So just be aware of that. Um, if you know where an enemy spawns and they're not coming after you, just go check and a door will open because that's, you know, how they get through. And then you can just kill the enemies and you'll be fine. So it's not like broken, but I mean, it still has some work that it needs. Uh, players can now use the visor map to see enemy locations, even while waiting to respawn. In firefight matchmaking, players can now use the energy sword and sentinel beam in ODST for the first time ever. And they also added the battle rifle and assault rifle. So those weren't in the original launch ODST. You couldn't get them in any way. They weren't on the map. Enemies didn't have them, but you can spawn with them. And now with the flood firefight, you can actually pick them up. They're on weapon racks. So very cool. Um, and enemies can spawn with these weapons in Fiesta Fight. We've also mixed new enemies, such as Elites and Flood, into the line, the wave lineup for various arcade variants. So yeah, you can also fight Elites, uh, which you couldn't do at all. Uh, you didn't do at all in Halo 3 ODST. So just, uh, just the amount of replayability with Halo 3 ODST Firefight is actually unreal. Um, and I'm going to continue to get into why I think this is just remarkable. And I, I hope you guys uh, appreciate it. Uh, a handful of these fixes and improvements have been imported back to Halo Reach as well. For example, players can now trade weapons with allies, Covenant units, and Firefight Versus, and the friendly Marines on the Installation Zero format, and evict them from vehicles to take over their seats in Firefight matchmaking. The Flood and Halo 3 ODSC have also received numerous upgrades over their counterparts in Halo 3. First, players will notice that Flood are occupied by dense fog, which gives each firefight mission new and spooky ambience. Players will see this fog dynamically fade in when a flood wave spawns and fade back out when a regular covenant wave spawns. Invariants, which mix flood and covenant enemies. So if you do flood fight, um, once the flood spawn, you pretty much have this fog immediately, but it's so fucking cool because you get to see the map the way it was and then the flood version of it. It's just, it's, I just hit the mic. It's so fucking cool. I, I, I cannot believe I live in a reality where I get to just go spend hours into this stuff. I'm so excited. Uh, flood can now occupy vehicles for the first time since Halo 2 and players will encounter and potentially commandeer these across multiple firefight missions. So there's a ghost on Last Stand and then a ghost on the Alpha Oni site. So like that also added a vehicle that you didn't have before. I think the ghost was in Last Stand with the Covenant, but Oni Alpha site I don't think had ghosts. I think it does have a Wraith. Uh, flood enemies now have a few new animations which allow them to pilot these vehicles, traverse the environment more effectively, and even wield support weapons like turrets. <laughs> so once again, some of this stuff didn't even exist in Halo before this update. You know, obviously the vehicles was in Halo 2, and that was super badass. Uh, in ODST, there are three new types of flood combat forms, the infected civilian, the infected ODST. So if you die, you can actually become infected and then you have to kill yourself. It's pretty nuts. And the infected elite major, which sports red armor and energy seal shields, excuse me. So what's cool about this is it adds just a, another level of difficulty. Um, these guys are tough and I, I think it's awesome how tough they are. Uh, the Sentinels can kill ODSTs very quick too. So that's why this game mode is so cool. Cause you're playing as an ODST, like it's grounded. You don't feel powerful unless you're hitting your headshots, which is always good. 
And I just love it. Uh, the flood can employ all their familiar strategies as well. Stalker forms can climb on walls and deploy as ranged forms in unexpected locations, totally changing the way classic firefight missions play. Uh, this is correct. Um, we play. I played uh, another map on Data Hive, or yeah, it's called Data Hive, I think. Um, and on that map, it was pretty nuts. So uh, I did add a level of um immersion and just versatility that you just didn't get from fighting the covenant flood can also drop onto the map via dispersal pods that part was sick you see that only alpha site and i really enjoyed that lastly unlike the master chief odsts can be infected and resurrected by the flood be 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 aware <laughs> as you may have to fight your own resurrected allies or even yourself the flood may be more ferocious than ever, but thankfully you have a few new options to combat, combat them as well. New boons are available across the firefight missions to aid you against the undead onslaught. These boons include things like weapon racks containing assault rifles and battle rifles, which were never, which were uh, neither of which were available in firefight in the original Halo 3 ODST release. Like I just said, uh, you could not get those weapons. Well, the battle rifle, you couldn't get it all in Halo 3 ODST because they felt like the game would have been too easy and they're not wrong. Um, and then the assault rifle you can only get in the campaign. So they also added that. And then on some maps, players will find flamethrowers to def- to fend off the flood. And on others, players will be assisted by allies. Marines and M- N- new Mombasa PD officers will help combat the flood and can help you by manning vehicles, turrets. On night missions, allied elites are delivered via insertion pods to aid you. If matchmaking isn't your thing, these allies can help even the odds in solo firefight. And they can be enabled in any firefight game mode, not only in flood flight. Lastly, some flood enemies will be generous enough to drop any grenades they will be carrying, which you can use to restock your inventory. So you can get the flame nades, spike grenades, and plasmas. We can't wait for everybody to jump into this expansive new addition to legacy to the legacy firefight experience. So, uh, there's a bunch of other like updates and UI updates and stuff. Um, we're not going to worry about that. Um, but this, this flood update is remarkable. I love it. I'm here for it. I I'm truly grateful that this even exists. I mean, guys, we're talking about things that I dreamt of as like a, you know, a young teenager, a kid, you know, being able to like, the idea of firefight and horde, you know, from Gears of War, uh, just being able to do these wave-based survival game modes with your friends is just something that I always wanted back in the day. And now that we all have them, it's just, it's incredible. Um, and then being able to customize, you know, your game mode the way you want and play the game the way you want or have matchmaking, you know, and play with strangers and, you know, team up to take out the enemy. I, I just think it's so fun. I think it's so amazing. And so like, if you're listening to this and you haven't played this, please go check it out. Hit me up. If you want to play, I'll play with you. Um, I, I just think it's incredible and I cannot wait to see how many people get their hands on this and have some fun. Uh, it's just fantastic team to the 343 publishing team. Um, there, the MCC team has done some of the best work in the industry. I mean, just the stuff that they've added to the master chief collection is fucking ridiculous like i mean we're i just just the amount of fan service that they're doing stuff that you know was locked away in coding and files armor that was unreleased they released it um halo online they released those armors for halo 3 so like i don't know i just think it's crazy i i know i'm just obviously a halo fanboy, but please check it out if you haven't yet and lastly i want to talk about uh lego star wars the skywalker saga 
So real quick, I just want to give a quick brief history. I, I'm not the biggest Lego Star Wars game fan uh, just because I didn't really play them. Uh, I got nothing against them. I just never really sat down and played them. Um, the only one I've ever owned is Lego Jurassic World. Uh, when I went to E3, they gave me like a $60 Xbox gift card or whatever. So I basically, you know, got it for free with that gift card. I enjoyed it, but I kind of got bored. Excuse me. Um, so I saw, you know, this game, you know, it's trailer. I'm like, oh, okay, it looks good. It got delayed. And then I saw gameplay when it came out last week. And I was like, dude, this game looks really good. Um, and just seems like a really, like a lot of really good Star Wars fan service um, that even makes the sequel trilogy fun from what I've seen so far. So I, um, I decided to buy it. I bought it. I gave it a shot. I've probably only played for a couple hours. Um, I played the Phantom Menace and I loved every minute of it. So if you're wondering if you need to buy this, the answer is yes, please go buy it. The amount of content that seems to be here is out of control. Um, you can fly your ships, you can, uh, unlock over like 400 characters. Um, the game looks great for what it is. Um, I'm just very impressed with this game and I can't wait to talk about it more. Unfortunately, I haven't really played it much since my first session or a couple sessions. Um, but I can just tell you right out the gate that I think it's worth your time. Um, it just made me feel like a kid again, you know, like when I was watching the films, um, I just think, uh, these developers did a really good job of just, you know, paying homage to what already exists and then kind of having fun with it. Cause they, they always do jokes and stuff and they're cut scenes and whatnot. Um, Jar Jar basically looks like he's getting tortured throughout your playthrough. And it's kind of funny cause everyone hates the character. So it's like, it's kind of just charming. Um, I unlocked the uh, ARC-170, which is like the Clone Wars era X-Wing. It's basically the precursor. Um, very fun to fly. I thought the flight was really cool, so I can't wait to see how that you know plays out. Um, I'm really excited to go back and play free play and kind of report to you guys. Um, but so far, you know, Phantom Menace was a lot of fun. They definitely go through the movies fast because they have to cover nine movies. And so that's kind of something I've seen as a critique online from other fans who've played the old games. Um, it looks like some things were cut short because obviously every, every, every movie has five missions. So it's 45 missions in the game. So there's definitely some things that had to be cut to, you know, make sure that their development cycle was, you know, on time, obviously they had to delay it in the first place. So, um, for instance, like the Geon the battle at Geonosis in the Coliseum, um, someone showed like a video of what it looked like back then um, versus now. And there definitely is like a difference in like the enemies that they put on the map, but I don't know if that would take away from your experience. So I'm excited to kind of report back to you guys on that. And yeah, so, uh, what a fun game, something different. Um, yeah, I'm excited to finish the moon Knight season and then halo TV show season. So me and Eric can talk about it. Um, so expect that in the future, Elden ring is still being worked on. So thank you for your patience on that. And, uh, just thank you guys for listening to the show today. I, I hope you really enjoyed it. Um, if you can do me a favor, um, share the show with somebody, you know, at least one person, you know, um, and then if you listen to us and you're, you know, you follow me on Spotify or you're subscribed on Apple podcasts, please consider rating the show. Um, if you rate the show and you, you know, it helps me grow, uh, it helps me pop up on people's searches when they look up video game podcasts and whatnot. So I'd really appreciate it, but thank you guys so much for listening. And I cannot wait to talk to you next week. Happy Easter to all of you out there who celebrate it. And I hope you have a great week. Bye. <laughs>